Hi, I'm Cassie Burton, host of the Curiosity Junkie podcast. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen today. Please feel free to share your favorite episodes and don't forget to hit the subscribe and like buttons. There are a couple of ways you can help support the show. First, take a moment to rate the podcast and leave us a review. Greatly appreciate that. Second, hit the donate button or head over to CassieBurton.com to learn more and get signed up for the monthly newsletter. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Today's guest is an inspirational speaker, writer, and founder of TRY, a trauma release yoga method. Please welcome Joyce Boson to the podcast. Hi, Joyce Boson. Welcome to the Curiosity Junkie podcast. Hey, hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am excited to talk to you. I'm on a healing journey of my own, and I love sharing what I find with everyone else. You have something pretty amazing, and we're going to talk about that. It is trauma release yoga. But first, I want to get into your story, your journey to creating that, because you are the founder of Try. And it's just a fascinating story. So let's talk a little bit about how you got started on this path. I know you have a wonderful TEDx talk out there. And the name of it is Turning Loss into Blessings. Yes. From the loss of your son. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk yeah. about that. Okay, sure. Sure. So um, in, well, and thanks for mentioning the TEDx. Um, that was a really great experience in my life. And um, I, I'm happy that, that you found it. Um, yeah. Um, I had a really good time with that. It was a moment for me to try to, uh, make an elevator speech out of the most profound thing that ever happened to me in my life. Right. Yeah. I got goosebumps Um, just now thinking about trying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the title turning loss into blessings, I want to start there because that's probably the most important thing um, that that occurred from the whole uh, traumatic, uh, catastrophic, sudden loss that that I experienced in um, in November of 2012, my son, who was serving in the Navy, was out for his 22nd birthday and he um, got in, tried to jump on a moving train and lost his legs. And nine days later, his life with me at his bedside. So that um, experience and what all that I saw, heard, smelled, all that my senses took in was traumatic. And I was diagnosed with PTSD later on in the mid-2013. This is not something that is obvious right away. Right. So it took a while to get that diagnosis. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the VA because he was in the, because he was serving, he was active military. Um, they were, that, that's, they offered gold star moms. I put that in air quotes because it feels strange, but um, they offered gold star moms lifetime of, of treatment and counseling. So I was, that's the team that I was working with to help with my recovery. Before, before I really started understanding in the very midst, like in the, moment of impact and in the, just a few days that followed I was you know just sitting up at like two three o'clock in the morning staring 
at my lifeline, which was my laptop and, you know, sitting at the kitchen island in a daze at like 2 33 o'clock in the morning, mm. searching for um, validation, consideration, empathy, compassion, somebody who got it. Like I needed just anything to hang on to in the moment and a lovely, you know, there people say very lovely things and some very mm, unthoughtful things, but they're just kind of ignorant to what right. may, what might work. You know, they don't know better. They're doing the best they can. Right. So sorry for your loss began to sound like, ugh, you know, just please with that all the time. <laughs> Um, and it just didn't, it didn't strike me. It wasn't helpful and so on. So as I sat there staring at the screen, an old friend, uh, not even that old of a friend, but someone I hadn't known that long and had done some volunteer work with popped into my, um, private messages on Facebook and said, may your loss be a blessing. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's it. That's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to know. That's what will help me make it from here to there, mm. you know, this darkness and this why me and I don't understand and why him and all of those things. So that became my mantra and now my tagline, my slogan. Um, and I believe that that really helps me and helps other people. And I knew in that moment that it was such a profound statement that he could not have said that had he if he didn't already understand. Mm. Right. And he had been through uh, something significant. And that's why he said that it's also, he is um, a Jewish man and he, pro- and that is, it's called the mourner's Kaddish, which is a, a prayer about exactly that, about loss and it becoming a blessing. Wow. So um, that's where the talk came from. Mm-hmm. And after and after I, I got that and I started moving in that direction of how, how does this become a blessing? I thought for me, um, what I found was that whatever becomes a blessing for me becomes a blessing for everyone I care about, which is everyone, yeah. which is everyone. I care about human beings. So I, I was on my healing journey at that point. I started seeing um, people at the VA yeah. working through my pain. And if you want me to keep going, I'll tell you what happened next. Yes. <laughs> okay. So well, as I was working with uh, the VA, um, I was medicated and I was going through talk therapy. So all the traditional Western medicine to recover from a traumatic event, helpful, but not enough. Yeah. Um, and there was a piece missing for me. I had the urge to run all the time. I, I remember saying, I just want to run until I fall down. I, I had the urge to fight. I wanted to, I got a punching bag. I started like just beating the shit out of this, excuse my mouth, out of this yeah. uh, punching bag in my garage. And all of those things helped for a moment, but then they quickly, you know, the, everything came rushing back in. It's kind of like a wave that goes out and then comes back in. And so I was already a yoga teacher prior to my trauma, um, but I had isolated and become depressed and kind of shrinking, not eating, just, you know, hibernating at home. And then I said, well, let me try going back to yoga. And I went back to 
a yoga class that I used to like and I hated it. And I was confused by that. Yeah, I absolutely hated it. You're like, what? I was like, what? I I would think that would be like, oh, yes, I'm back. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. Well, you know, in yoga, the reason I was a yoga teacher is it had saved me from earlier traumas, you know, that it had helped me find my way from depression and anxiety in my 20s and 30s, right? So here I am at this point, almost 50, and still practicing yoga all these years. And but this time it was it failed me. And it it wasn't that yoga was bad. It wasn't that yoga had changed. It was that I had changed. And with a diagnosis or with these symptoms, you don't even have to have a diagnosis, but with symptoms, post trauma of hypervigilance, Mm -hmm. and hypersensitivity in the senses, and all the, you know, triggers that you wouldn't expect, right? Well, triggers are not expected, by the way. Right. <laughs> so right. all triggers are not expected, right? So uh, um, if you put me in a room that's dimly lit with my back to the door and then walk behind me and touch me when I'm not expecting you to, all of those are, are contrary to me feeling safe mm. or healing from my trauma. We must feel safe before we can heal. And, and if you are playing music, that may remind me of my son, like Bob Marley, right. which was one of his, like the last song I heard as they wheeled him away was, mm. was the little birds. Mm. <clears throat> so when they played that in the yoga class um, and a great yoga teacher, but I wanted to bolt. I wanted to get the F out of there. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> And I was so not having mad. this. Thank you. <laughs> right. I was so mad and I was so um, frustrated thinking I, that was my last idea. You know, yeah. where do I go from here when the medication has me be a zombie, but without it, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm, you know, in pain, constantly intrusive thoughts and flashbacks and all of those things. So I went back to my team at the VA and, and some other really smart people in my life. I said, I can't, I want to do yoga, but this is not like yoga. Like I know there's something in the movement and the breath that I need, but I can't, this is not it. So can you help me? So we picked apart my diagnosis symptom by symptom out of the DSM. And we put breath or movements in place that help to calm that fight or flight response to work on vagal toning, right, to even out that parasympathetic and sympathetic, to find safety, to do it in a repetitious way that would then help with neuroplasticity and reform new habits or remind me of safe habits, right? Mm -hmm. And it worked so well for me so quickly um, that then I was asked, can you teach it here at the VA to our vets? Can you teach it at these you know, I think we're in uh, almost 20 Title I schools now here in Las Vegas. And, you know, it's grown so much. It grew so much so quickly. It wasn't enough Joyce. And there was a lot of trauma. And that's when my husband at the time said, you need to name it. Because at that point, I was just a yoga teacher who was teaching a vinyasa flow that was working for me. So I wasn't playing music. 
I wasn't dimming the lights. I wasn't walking around the room. I, I prefer no mirrors. I don't have people's back to the door. You know, I want people to be able to see where the doors are. Mm. I don't need people in silence. We don't practice vulnerable postures. So it's more a law about what we don't do, yeah. but how we still have a full practice or uh, that is all levels, meaning that I was teaching to double amputees or uh, quadriplegics, uh, people with TBIs and spinal cord injuries. And they were uh, able to practice at the same time as people who were doing a full practice on the mat because it's adaptable. Yeah. So now we have, once we started training people, we now have thousands of people around the world um, receiving the classes or teaching the classes from Syrian refugees to orphans of ISIS to, um, you know, here, you know, after one October, our first responders and people that were at the Route 91 concert and other mass violence incidents human trafficking, um, the list goes on. I, I'm tonight I'm doing a group of grieving mothers, you know, so yeah. Wow, it's amazing. And that's got to make you feel um, blessed that you know this has taken off and what you found worked for you is helping so many other people. Like that's what I love is when one, one person, something happens and they find the good the moment, the, the teaching in the whatever, and then take it and make it worldwide. So yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I caution, I'm not brilliant. I'm certainly not brilliant. I feel like, you know, my, my, the way I phrase it is I'm not brilliant. I'm just obedient. And so people go like obedience isn't a word that is well received often, but obedience is, just not to question why, just to do it, just to to be inclined and to be driven, and then just to follow that. When the phone rings, it rings for you, so you answer and you say yes, and then you just keep following those yeses. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Well let's talk a little bit about trauma because I know sometimes we get it in our head that trauma is only something extremely traumatic that happens to someone, but it can be so much more. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that when the more and more, um, more and more people are accepting the idea that everything is on a spectrum, that there is no black or white, that everything is on a spectrum, everything from behavioral health to health, right. To everything that we mind, especially mind body. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we when we consider trauma, if we put it on a spectrum like that, trauma in itself, like a, de- a definition would be anything that your that your mind and body cannot handle in the moment of impact. Mm-hmm. So it's traumatic because our mind and body don't know what to do in that situation. And and that at that time, uh, the the kind of thinking brain, our our memory processing system is malfunctions. And then those thoughts, the it, it could be a breakup. It could be a divorce. It could be a loss of a job. It could be an accident. It could be cumulative trauma over time, a bunch of, of small, um, uh, in you know, painful moments mm-hmm. that accumulate um, to the point where there's a break 
in that in and we begin to malfunction in a way we're processing pain or or um, moments mm -hmm. um, so yeah it can be anything from the loss of a child or a life to the loss of a job or a relationship right and anything in between yeah I really I wanted to stress that because I, I think a lot of people me for one in the when I first started kind of down this trauma healing path I was like well I haven't been through anything like detrimentally traumatic, but I go, Oh yeah, you kind of have <laughs> in its own way. It's for you. It's a personal experience. We may go through the same thing and I'm going to come out with a different experience than you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Like it's very subjective. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on our experience and our resilience, right. And our capacity to, to um, deal with that. Right. So that's part of we, we call ourselves trauma recovery yoga or total resilience yoga. And the idea is yeah, TRY either way. Right. Works. Right. Um, and it, it either way, it works to either accumulate resilience for future use or to recover resilience from past loss. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's so cool. So. How does it actually work? I mean, I know yoga is really beneficial in that kind of mind-body connection piece, but this is a little different. So how does it help us release that, that trap, trauma, stress, whatever it's creating for us? Well, if we consider that when, when, when that memory processing center goes offline during a, a trauma or crisis mm -hmm. event... And then the, the emotion, it, it's, it's not the event that we remember in this very file cabinet way, but more of a shattering or fragments of memories of feelings mm -hmm. in the body. Yeah. Right. So many times if we have heartbreak, when we recall that heartbreak, we feel that in our heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll feel that in our shoulders or our throat. Right. Our belly. We feel those things. So that's the best way for me to describe how memories, they're not literally, uh, you know, taking the bus, but what it felt like in the moment that the bus crashed. Yes. Yeah. Makes Ooh, sense. That's good. Yes. yes. Okay. So, so it gets trapped in a way. Right. So it's trapped. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we compare it to um, like a reptilian, it's a reptilian response, right? Because there are thinking and our evolved brain goes kind of offline or malfunctions. And we're in this reptilian response of shock and trauma. And that's why we begin to fight or fly or freeze because we are reacting in that reptilian way. Now, if we were still, if we continued to react, we would excise it. We would get rid of it. We would exercise it like a possum or a hedgehog or other animals do after a threat is gone and they shake and tremor and bounce and twitch and, and they release it. But we don't. As humans, we are evolved because as soon as we are now thinking the threat has paused, has gone, now we start to try to process it here and make sense of it here. So it's still here. We haven't got rid of it. Yeah? Yeah. So when we get on the mat, and, and you know, this is specific to this method, which is based, the basis of it we call SRR, which is self-regulation for resilience. Mm. And what we're constantly doing, which it makes it 
different and the same. I mean, it is a yoga practice. And let me be clear, all yoga is good yoga, yeah. just not all yoga is good for trauma, right? Right. So I would never say well, we're better than this or this or this. It's, right. you know, some people like Kundalini, some people like Bikram, like, you know, that's right. how it is. Yes. So <laughs> whatever helps you, helps you. So the, when we get on the mat or in the chair or wherever we are, when we're practicing, we are, our intention is not to un- avoid all triggers because that's not possible. Right. The color pink could be a trigger. A sound outside could be a trigger. A word could be a trigger, right? right. We cannot avoid all of that. So we expect that if you have experienced trauma and most likely if you've been on this planet for any number of years, you have experienced trauma, right? Right. Yeah. Especially in the past couple of years of this, <laughs> for this on this planet. Honestly, right. right? Um, so if you are on the mat and we are doing our best to mitigate triggers, but we can't eliminate, right. um, then as we move and breathe and I, or our teacher's guide, we guide in a, a way we call micro cueing. Mm-hmm. So we never leave anyone in silence. We are constantly talking as a tick, 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 but it's, Uh, guiding the mind, the body, and the emotions. Mm. So there's affirmation, self-regulation. We're constantly calling people back to the earth. Notice the ground, the center of the body, navel to spine, noticing the breath and finding presence and, uh, you know, where we are in the room, you know, a focal point in the room. So we're safe in our surroundings, in our body, we're feeling grounded and we're noticing our breath. So we're present. So as the triggers come up, as we're moving, because they will naturally, we are, yes, I'm triggered, but I am safe. Yes, I am vulnerable, but I am courageous, right? And, sorry, not but, and, right? Yes, and, yes, and. And that's what we, I don't, we don't literally say out loud, yeah, I'm afraid. We, we are constantly calling people back to the fact that we are safe, we are present, we are grounded as we're moving through. The trigger plus the resource mm-hmm. of that self-regulation equals the healing, right? right. That, and, and with repetition, the brain, the mind, the neural, the neural pathways start to shift out of the rut of I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, over to everything's okay, right? Everything's okay. And we start to regulate. So it's the repetition in the class mm-hmm. and through the week, like if you do it a couple times a week. Right. And it, it's almost like retraining the thoughts, really. It's, it's, yeah. I'm used to having this thought. Let's redirect to, yeah. Ooh, I like it's just that. a habit, right? Yes. It's a habit. And like any habit, we don't break habits. We replace them. Yeah. So we're just replacing habits in this, mm. in this way. It's also, we found so I knew that this method worked because I was doing a home practice by myself for myself in the beginning. Yeah. And then when I, what I didn't understand was that when we also brought others together to do it, there was another level of healing because I was isolating. It's quite natural to isolate after trauma, right. bringing people into a space where they feel validated. They're not alone. We don't talk. We don't know what his trauma is or her trauma is or whatever. That's not part of what we do, but we all know we're at this class and we all know there's that we're not alone. Mm. And what, what I found magical about it 
which my chemistry son will tell you, magic is just science we don't understand yet, mom. (laughs) All right, I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) What I found magical about it was up until that point, all of my treatment and the treatment of the people that I was working with was very segregated. So there were grieving moms, there were vets, there were uh, frontline workers, first responders, uh, right? Gold star moms. We were all very segregated. And at this point, we had all of these people in our trainings or in our classes that came from each one of those places. We found we found that people felt, they said to me, this is the first time I felt like home. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Because that's safe. Right. Home. I feel. And so that we don't feel separate. Right. Because that is the opposite of healing to feel uh, um, like an uh, other, an outsider. I don't belong. Now this happened to me. Well, you get all these people. We had all different experiences. You know, we all have a different trauma or experience around trauma. Sometimes it's vicarious trauma. We're just working with people that have experienced trauma, but we all have that same feeling Mm. in our bodies that we needed to work with. And so it was, it was another level that I was happy it happened. No kidding. That's wonderful. Who does this not work for, or is it really for everyone? So far it's for everyone so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you use it with we, kids. We teach it at the blind center. Yeah. Um, yeah. We teach it uh, in many languages. We teach it with refugees and um, immigrants here, here in Vegas at Catholic charities and, and in Iraq as well and at other military bases. So, so far everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So no real age cap. You can be young and you can be older and still right. benefit from this, yep. um, which is wonderful because it's never too young to start releasing right. and it's never too late. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that we do, like, for example, we also teach a, a hospital. We have a teacher here that got a grant to work with Parkinson's patients as well. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was pretty profound. And, and, you know, MS and, and, like I said, driven here in Vegas, uh, uh, neural recovery units, other in other cities as well. And um, because we use that micro cueing is a way of seeing it, being it or doing it. So we're working either whichever one you pick. So if I say inhale, reach up you, if you, you know, okay. My cueing would go something like this. Okay. Inhale, reach up or look up and see your hands there, whether you've raised them or not, right? So, or look at me and watch me raise my hands and imagine that, right? Because we're working with mirror neurons. What we know is that when we watch someone or when we visualize something, the neurons fire in our body, whether we're actually doing that activity or not, right? Right. So we have had great success in those neuro recovery units with, with people re- releasing trauma and some even finding move, more movement or speech mm. because there's so much guided imagery because we know, and I know you've probably seen the movie Heal, mm-hmm. but we know that what the body, the mind sees, the body believes. All right. Right. 
good or bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. We call that not. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you're watching a video and someone like falls down, hits their head, you're like, oh, and for a moment, you're just like, you feel that down your arms and your head for a second, right? Yes. That's, that's the, that's mirror neurons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, okay. So really pretty much for anyone, it doesn't, and doesn't require yoga background. You already kind of touched on that, which I think is wonderful. Because when you ha- add yoga to the end of something, people go, oh, that's not for me. No. I can't do yoga. I'm not limber. But that's not the case here. I'm um, 100%. I, I find that has been a struggle for us. I do often refer to it as SRR now or mindful movements and take out that word yoga because there's so much stigma around it and not not like it used to be. It used to be that people didn't want to do yoga because they thought, and still there are people that think it has some connection to, to religion. Right. Um, right. And, and now it is more unfortunate. Um, I get frustrated a little bit about um, social media and all the bendy, young, beautiful people with their foot behind their ear in half crow or crow and, you know, doing all these things that people think, Oh, that's yoga. Oh no, I can't. Not, that's not though. That's not it. That is a lovely thing that they can do. And I'm, I'm proud of them. I know that that takes some dedication. However, every time they do that, they steer people away from yoga. Yeah. Yeah, because I've looked at that and gone, oh, yeah, now that's not, <laughs> that's not an exercise I will ever even want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is not for me. No. Right. Okay. So I like that. I like that you don't really have to have previous yoga experience. It doesn't require any of that. We kind of talked a little bit about the flow of a class and that it is, um, I don't want to say constant, but you're continuously talking so that there is no silence that might possibly trigger something well i say our mind post-trauma is well my mind is like a dark alley and i don't want to go there alone Mm -hmm. so i'm not leaving people in that space it can be very uncomfortable post-trauma especially when you're in a new place with new you know new people practicing a new activity it's very vulnerable and now it's quiet it's twice as, as, as vulnerable, right? So, yeah. well, let me ask you this too. Is there, is there like a time frame that, I mean, I think it's like any kind of healing you don't heal and then you're just done because trauma continually happens. That's my, my theory is this is probably an ongoing practice that someone would need to just kind of put into a routine ritual, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it, I mean, it's just like any other healthy habit. It is a lifestyle change, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when I work with, um, I work with a lot of first responders and I talk about integratable, sustainable and accessible practices mm-hmm. that can get, you know, that you can just sprinkle throughout your existing life. Yeah. Because when when I think when we all started to get on the self-care um, train right. or right, then we were always talking about like all these practices. It took an hour in the morning to do this and an hour at night to do this and, you know, all those things. And that is a recipe for failure for most people right. because they don't, you know, they'll put it off till tomorrow. 
But if I can give you something that you can do in two minutes, right here and there throughout your day, when you feel something bubbling up, I offer you this. And even when you don't feel it bubbling up, but you just want to feel a little bit of Zen or find presence or feel better. um, These are tools that you can integrate through your day. And when we work with first responders, we have a little seven hour training that's just based, just the SRR practice. And we go in with uh, officers and, and firefighters and responders. And then we teach them how they can do it for themselves or with someone that they're serving. So that they can, that they can do on site. If they walk onto a scene and they feel shook, they can practice grounding and we show them how and why that works. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think, the benefit of a practice like this is it can be done at any time, anywhere. You don't have to be in a yoga studio for 30, 45 minutes. That's great because you get community. But if you need it in a moment, you have it. Right. I think it's, you know, it's nice to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is nice to have both, but you know, not, it's not accessible to everyone who works crazy hours or has a bunch of little kids or, you know, they're just exhausted. So just first is, you know, it's very progressive when we can calm that fight or flight response and become present. Mm-hmm. When we treat ourselves better, we treat ourselves better. That's it. Just, it's a circle. It just perpetuates better when we treat ourselves poorly and we treat ourselves worse, you know, just right. like, right. If I, if I eat poorly in the morning, I guarantee you, I'm probably going to have cookies before bed. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I've already messed it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So. right. Now I can see how that happens. Definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, the course that you have coming up. You offer this every so often, I'm super excited because I am signed up for it. I'm so thrilled really just for my personal experience and helping me, but I also really want to teach this because I'm just fascinated Mm -hmm. by it. So I'm really excited about understanding how it's going to help me and then being able to take that to other people. So let's talk about your course. Oh, okay. Well, this is our baby. Like, when we started it, it was a matter of necessity, right? We needed teachers started out as just 12 hours. Now it's 20. Uh, I swear, you know, at some point we're going to have a week long because there's just always new information, but we have really, we partner with Dr. Nicole Anders. She's um, a a psychologist in the the PTSD and sexual assault unit at um, the VA here. And um, she, she teaches the psychology of trauma and its effects on the mind. And how I was kind of talking about how it, it, it explicit memories become implicit and how we can heal afterwards, right? right? Um, so we have her, she, some of her materials are offered before and then she shows up to recap and do Q&A. So that's fun. And she's, she's just amazing. She's just so relatable and well-spoken and she does a great job. We also cover like that SRR piece of the grounding, centering, orientation, and breath that, that, that the basis of it. Um, what I love about the way it has translated into Zoom, nothing I ever wanted to do, but you know, COVID made us all do a lot of things. Yeah, right. 
I was so thrilled, though, at the way it translated, because it is a very, as you can imagine, you know, it's a very emotional training. It can, mm-hmm. it's going to cause people to be triggered. It's going to um, bring up things for people. And we, you know, our trainers do a really good job at speaking to like, don't diagnose yourself. This is information. And, and if this sounds like you, you're in the right place because here, you know, the remedy, the preventative and or recovery methods are here for you, you know? So we, they do a lot of breakout sessions. It's very interactive. It's more interactive than it is lecture Mm -hmm. um, because that's, you know, the more, there's a saying like the, the brain, doesn't forget what the hands create. So the more your hands on, the better. Um, And, and along with that psychology, we also talk about compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma and how those are, you know, effects of being a helper whenever you're going to work with anyone, regardless of if it's your ailing parents or your clients as a psychologist or your patients as a nurse. Um, so we, we cover pieces like that in ACEs, which are adverse childhood experiences. And um, we talk about how, you know, uh, the effects that it may have on adult life based on um, a scoring of these experiences as a child. Mm-hmm. And then how we rebuild the resilience in those children through uh, positive experiences. And, and we have a program that you'll, you'll get to experience. I love it's called Mindful Movements. It's a 20 minute um, this is what we offer 20 minutes in, um, we're doing this at like child Haven here, which is a transitional housing for children in between spaces mm-hmm. and, um, at the title one schools. So we, we do the kids, we do the psychology of trauma. We have interactive pieces on, on self-regulation and each wow. piece you get to break out and practice in small group and then be evaluated on so that you can walk away ready to offer this method at minimum 20 minutes in a chair, in a seated um, session with someone. Uh, And then after that, there is more. That's not all, there's more. Uh, After that, we have uh, what we call TriU, which is a membership site for anyone who's graduated, you can join this site and then you can be you can be a part of a community that shares information about job postings and opportunities, new research, all the new materials as we're constantly updating and evolving this training and the tools that we offer. And inside of that, we have guest speakers come once a month, authors and different people who have either been a recipient of a class or are teaching in other places. So to hear best practices and stories on that, which is wonderful. Our trainer, Tiffany, put that together. It's, it's brilliant. And then we have uh, resources online for you or you know all the grads to hone their skills to become proficient and ready to offer the 45 minute mat sequence. Mm. So when you leave, you can't possibly be ready to teach a 45 minute mat sequence, but you can be, and you will be ready to teach 20 minute in the chair to get to that next piece. It's all done online with videos for coaching and then a set sequence to audition or demonstrate your skill at that. And then you will be um, approved to use that 
that brand and offer those classes. You don't have to have a 200 hour yoga teacher training in order to teach this. You will be certified only to teach trauma recovery yoga, right. but so you won't be a yoga teacher. You'll be a tribe teacher. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. Cause um, I mean, that's really where my brain and focus is. And I think there are a lot of people out there that even, I think if you take the course for yourself, for the, right. the healing of yourself and you walk away with the ability to help others, even if it is just your family and friends, oh, that's huge. Well, if you help one person yeah. off the ledge, you have, you have done all you needed to do as a human on this planet. Right. right. I, uh, and people show up all the time saying, I thought I was coming to this for my students, for my clients, for my whatever, but I found out I was here for me, which always, every training we hear that, every single training we hear that a number of times. And that's always beautiful. I'm like, I'm so glad for you. You know, and it, it goes back to, I can't help other people till I help myself. Right. So, so we accidentally help ourselves at this training. Um, my, my daughter took it when she was 16 and she's a theater geek. So she's 20 now, but, um, she, she was helping backstage regulate everyone's nervous system. Right. Yeah. But I didn't think of that as an idea. And she is always offering, she's like, Oh, uh, someone said was freaking out. So I'm like, okay, let me help you regulate. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now the one that's coming up is October 9th and 10th. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. from there, I don't know if you have other things going on. Oh, but is well, that- we do we try to do them every other month. Okay. Um, so I would imagine there's going to be one in November or December. I, I'm not quite certain. I still am a part of it. I'm always there teaching roughly four hours worth of content. I try to focus on the SRR because that's the core of it. It's the yoke. And I really like, that's the yummy piece I want to share. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I'm there for that. And uh, I, they just throw the boss at me now. Isn't that lovely? They tell me, okay, it's on this day. Can you do this date? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm grateful for the help, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's hard to be the heart and soul of something and rest <laughs> and run it all. It's like, run it all. Oh, a life of its own. Yeah. That's what I was getting raised. It has a life of its own. I, we have, you know, I, I can't even keep up with it. I couldn't stop it. If I tried, right. I tried. <laughs> you did. Stop it. Yeah. Nope. It's already rolling downhill. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's talk about how everyone can connect with you to get signed up for the class or even just information. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we have a website that is the trimethod.com. So just like it sounds, the trimethod.com. And on there, you can find out more about the trainings, local classes and virtual classes that are global, open to the public and some very specific for certain demographics. Um, We also have a YouTube channel by the same name, the trimethod. So you can find, you can actually go on there and, and experience a class with some of our teachers on there. Um, and then I have my, my husband and I have launched, uh, like I said, we are kind of like, we're still part of the band, which is the tribe method, but we started a solo album and it's called joy wins because I'm Joyce and he is Darwin. So it's joy wins. 
fantastic. <laughs> I know the universe set that up so wow. well. <laughs> and we, we, so I'd let, you know, check that out. Joywins.com. We just launched last month. So it is a branch off of the tri method. The tri method is trainings and classes and joy wins offers inspirational speaking, coaching, uh, one-on-one sessions, uh, customizable trainings like that seven hour training I mentioned for first responders, those kind of things. That's what my husband and I focus on now. Um, that's joy wins. Uh, if, if you are interested in signing up for the October training, we do have a special discount code just for your listeners. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's 10% off. And the code is curious, just the word curious, all caps. So you can put that in at checkout. You'll get 10% off. And then what else? What else did I have? Oh, if you also look on Eventbrite, and if you're in the, this area, Las Vegas, we work uh, a lot in the community for um, one-time events. So we have a couple coming up um, downtown at the Ferguson, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Leland, one of our premier teachers, works a lot with, he's a vet, and he works a lot with vets. He's going to be teaching on the 17th. Um, at the Ferguson, and I'm going to do an event there on November 17th. Oh, sorry. I lied. Leland's going to be doing one on the 29th of October. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to be doing one on November 17th. So, so you they, can find those on Eventbrite. Okay. And what would they be under? Uh, try. Trauma recovery yoga. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what I'll do is um, I will definitely put your website and how they can connect with try method yoga and um, the discount code curious all cap letters for 10% and then the event right I'll just put all the notes in the description and some of it I'll run across the bottom of the video for youtubers who okay. don't scroll down <laughs> all right. well Joyce it has been a pleasure having you on thank you so much I have learned a ton I'm so excited about taking your class it's gonna be great Oh, I'm so glad you're coming. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. And to everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in, listening, watching. Stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button. We work hard to create original content and keep the podcast ad-free.